I gotta open up my notes. <laughs> I'm going right. no. I'm gonna. I'm going no notes today. Oh boy, Chris is not gonna remember any of the movie. For the big return, I'm going no yeah. notes because that's. You know, yeah, I think that's, there's gonna be a jumping to the end very quickly. The big. Uh, right. uh, the expectations are high for this one. So. All right, we're ready. It's turkey time. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. No, no, Mr. Stay. Mr. Cotchat and Pinks. Must be weird not having anybody come on you. You are telling me. What's up, folks? We're back. It's been three months. Yes, we're finally back in these seats. Uh, this is the Rotten Reviews podcast. Uh, we needed a much needed break. You know, we need some soul searching. We need to travel the world and, and eat food and I don't know, whatever you want to talk about and whatever you want to do in the world. You know, this is we needed that mind, a time to clear our minds. Right, Luke? Luke, Chris, uh, my boys are back here. Oh, a double toss. I like it. Start, start season two with the double toss. Uh <laughs> Yeah, man, I'd like to uh, say uh, once again, zero growth and uh, no growth, Luke. Oh. That's, how, that's how they call me in high school and uh, for different reasons. But no, I did have a life-changing uh, epiphany, not epiphany, a life-changing moment in my life, you know. I got uh, a muscle tear, which doesn't sound that crazy, but uh, as you guys know, the trauma created a, uh, a blood bomb in my leg essentially which is called deep vein thrombosis and uh yeah if i didn't get it checked out you know like if i wait another week the doctor said it could have been like life-threatening so uh, apparently a blood clot can go from your calf muscle all the way up to your lungs which that doesn't that doesn't make this weird the body is weird man <laughs> it really is yeah totally so, agree. yeah but i just uh you know it made me realize that i was like going too fast in life you know and just uh all, all g's no b's you know and uh all gas, all gas breaks. Breaks, Chris. <laughs> i could saw i saw your searching face but uh yeah so it made me slow down it forced me to slow down and i i, I saw like the good in people you know because like i was just hopping down the street hobbling down the street like a goblin and uh a, a daughter was like uh mommy why can't he walk normal <laughs> it's like i was a meter away you know <laughs> kids uh and so yeah she, she the mom actually like ended up giving me crutches i i like to say that i'm like the luckiest unlucky person in the world because like something like that will happen and then uh, you know someone called me an ambulance the, the, there was a physician in the court next to me when i got the injury and he called an ambulance so like yeah i got kind of like a devil's and also an angel looking out after me they're always after me all my right. only my only question is how do I follow that up? Um, I don't know. That was like <laughs> so. This is this is Chris here for everyone. Um, crystal Forgot. clear as always. Crystal clear, Chris, coming at you. I haven't had as eventful as a vacation as Luke. Like Mike said, I just needed some R and R. You know, I needed some time away. Think about new strategies um, after our hugely successful Twitter campaign. Bring Brendan back. You, you see, it's the Renaissance. He's everywhere. back, man. He's he back. is all over the place, and I take full, full credit back. for that. Well, you made you made Beefrage <laughs> great again. So I got to give my props to you, man. You, you he, did. It. He's I don't know. 
like what he's even done in the past few months, but he's just all over Reddit as like I have Keanu no Reeves idea. savior. He's on video crying about how much he loves everyone and all of his fans. I can't believe that our our um, you know campaign had that kind of impact on him. So. Well, maybe you have a, a gift, Chris, for like picking a, a, a buy low stock in terms of celebrities. You know, <laughs> maybe you'll call another one. Maybe we'll see. Uh... We'll see in season two here. We'll see who we creep across. Maybe it'll be Elizabeth Banks. Where has she been lately? You know, what did she do since Forty Year Old Virgin? That's that was her breakout role. Man nice. on a ledge. She was also in Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> but I don't know. Look, well, Chris, uh, I mean, are we not like revealing too much information here? I mean, it's a podcast for all of our listeners. You've had a pretty exciting summer, man. No, yeah, we, we've had some big news. We've had some big news. Uh, Megan and I are, are expecting our first little baby. So that's Woo! that's a big Congrats, uh, yeah. insert Congrats. applause sign. Mike, uh, you'll get some noise in there. Fireworks insert, yeah, insert pterodactyl uh, noise. No, that that's 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 the big thing over here. So I'm just mentally preparing myself for what's to come in six months time. I'm not terrified yet, but I feel like I will be as that day approaches. But for now I'm, you know, comfortable. So we'll see. We'll see if that changes. And Mike, I mean, you have some some fairly large things coming in your life over the next couple of months also, no? Oh yeah. All right. These are some really good segues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going hot and heavy with the yeah, strong thing. Large, you have large things. I'm like, why did I use hey, large man, as the adjective? It, you know, honest, like, honestly, it has been a really, uh, you know, you know, whatever. We took a little step back here, but it's, it was fun, man. We had the bachelor party, obviously I'm getting married soon. So it's, it's been a fun summer. I gotta be honest. Like, I think I've said this already on the, like on a previous podcast, but I'm literally like the worst Fion, I'm I'm the typical like oh I didn't do anything for the wedding ha ha ha. <laughs> Jess doesn't find it that funny, but I do. So that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> we laugh. You can laugh amongst friends until there's like one night where she comes at you and she's like, "You were supposed to do this, and I thought, yeah. well, you helped with the tastings. Oh, oh, didn't you help with the tastings, yeah. I, I got a- I got an earful this week when. Or uh, has that already happened? Okay. No, no. Uh, so anyway, it's such a, it, it's it's you know. <laughs> living with Jess for like four years or five years now, like I didn't make dinner and she got home at nine 30 and dinner wasn't ready. Oh and my I, God, <laughs> man. I had the exact you know? same thing happen to me. The other night. And, <laughs> and honestly, honestly, I don't think I've seen her that mad in like, oh, it, it has to be in like two years. I don't think I've seen her that mad. She was furious. Didn't talk to me for two days. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's never happening again. Like, so, that I was toiling away today. Like, it's like, that's like feminists, like ultimate, like fantasy or like their ultimate, one of their ultimate goals is just like to have that moment where they come home and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> What'd you do all day? I mean, you know? I mean, I, I, I don't mean, know. Like, I don't know. Obviously those kind of couples have existed throughout time and in, in, you know, small batches, but maybe it's more commonplace now. There we go. I fixed it. I, it doesn't right. necessarily have to be a feminist issue. It's more just like when you're living, like wait, Luke, whenever it happens, whenever you yeah. live with someone, it just, you realize there's like a major give and take. And like, honestly, it was, my, I like totally fucked up. I should have communicated with her. It's a whole, you know, communication boys. That's the key Dude. in a relationship. Right. Dude, I should have told her I wasn't making You gained dinner. so much stock with that comment. I lost a lot of stock with the feminist comment, but we're not keeping track no, we, over here. We're just we, having no, we, we bounce up and down, but I, I just have to say like that, almost identical thing happened to me the other night 
and you know Megan had a long shift she got home and what was I doing sitting with like very few lights on playing Call of Duty with my brother and my cousin yeah, yeah. And, I was playing video you know, games also <laughs> yeah and so she walks in I'm like in the middle of a game and I was doing so well and she just yeah it wasn't she wasn't super happy so then I stopped playing and I made her some pasta and she was fine after that but um oh see yeah. I, I i didn't get up <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't initially and then she came back and was like are you serious and then i got up um oh but but, but mine had a relatively we, we figured it out the night of in a little bit of the morning but anyways yeah i hear you man communication I thought you were going to do this and you didn't. Therefore, my expectations were not met. Therefore. Hey, I, I get it. That sounds it. like a future me talking to past me. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning. Oh, you still didn't do the dishes? <laughs> Come on, Luke. Look, end of the day, man, she's still marrying me. So it's fine. I got I got lucky there, right? Well, she didn't walk lucky. out of me on that, that dinner. Day, uh, He's, uh, she's marrying a, po- a podcast legend superstar yeah wow yeah yeah you're part of the triforce man it's yeah. pretty big stuff yeah. facts people will yeah. know rotten reviews one day guys um, and this rotten reviews we're not, we're, the other we're not gonna say there. how many people but just people that's you know we're not putting a, we're not putting a number uh, it, it could just be sean people know at us. this point <laughs> sean my brother and alex the three people the know three who we are we had you know sean sean walked in Killed it and then a hundred percent did not listen to the podcast. Hey Sean, if you're listening to this in London right now, I, I hope you are because I don't know. I feel like Sean is just about showing up, performing, and then on to the next thing, man. It's, it's like, just been uh, his life, man. Yeah. Hero, Anyways, man. guys, uh, it was great catching up. We'll see you later. All right. Good luck. <laughs> oh, we have some SpongeBob music in between. Yep, right now. 23 hours later. (laughs) So, Mike, you want to explain the new format here to all of our fans? They're probably like, whoa, what's what's even happening? Yeah, everyone, everyone, you'd be so confused. We've eliminated the trailer viewing, so uh, you don't have to listen to that anymore. And uh, we're just going to (laughs) jump into the movie right away, which we chose a good one. Chris chose a good one for this week. Uh, Good return, man on a ledge. 2012, starting with, uh, starring, sorry, Sam Worthington uh, and Elizabeth Banks, uh, Ed Helms. I mean, there's quite a few people in here. Anthony Mackie. Not, 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 not Ed Helms. Ed oh, Helms Ed, is fucking... Sorry, Ed Harris. Edward Burns. <laughs> I was like... Ed Harris, Westworld, you know that guy. There's no bumbling idiot in this movie. Like, there's no way. You're right. You're right. This, I just, no? I have Ed Helms in the brain, you know. <laughs> no, Ed uh, Harris, I was going to say, he's like the, he must be one of the actors who's most known for being a bad guy quintessential bad guy yeah Yeah. like always he's one of those character actors that's just like always gonna be the bad guy he's a bad guy in national treasure he's the bad guy in um westworld he's the anti-hero in westworld right yeah 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 i guess i'd love to see him as a take a turn as like a buffoon bad guy you know like because he's always you know serious and dangerous so to have him just like i don't know slip on some like wet floor that someone knocked over a bucket then <laughs> well that would i mean be... i mean he was kind of a buffoon in this the whole hey, movie i was, was i was about of... to say there's he does some fucking stupid things as the so villain listen, in this movie that make no sense but so l- listen listen so the it. movie just to set the scene here obviously uh sam worthington is uh nick cassidy and he is a runaway prisoner uh escaped convict and he heads on to uh ed harris's hotels 
or what is it? The Roosevelt Hotel it gets on the ledge and uh, a whole kind of like cartoonish uh, Mission Impossible sort mm-hmm. of, you know, yep. uh, the opening news. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's just kind of the whole movie to me. It just felt like a, a, a poor man's Mission Impossible. Yeah, I'm going to ride your coattails there, Mike. I think there's a few things in this movie that don't make sense. Like it shouldn't have happened. And again, this is one of my, this is something that I created earlier on in the podcast. I was trying to think of a clever title for it, but it's not coming to me right now. But the logic or the, oh no, what was it? The uh, hyperextension of disbelief. Maybe that was a loop thing, actually. Um, there's a lot of that that happens. That like, if, if, that, if, if this thing didn't happen, the whole movie ends. And there's a lot of those points. Um, the dialogue isn't the best. You could see immediately who the bad guy is. Like, I don't know. It just, it really, nothing in this movie was memorable or made me like interested in any way. It was just super lazy, I thought. Yeah, it was very like standardized writing. Uh, and it was like, I'm going to be the stereotypical cop and I'm going to be the stereotypical reporter. Oh my and, God. You know, like, they, I think you should ban actors from being able to chew gum as like a character. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Titus, know? Titus. Titus Oliver, yeah, that was how big a... was that fucking gumball in that guy's mouth? It oh was my like god, he had a canker man. inside. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah, so someone really encouraged him with that. And, I, uh, I agree, Luke. It, it was like a crutch or something. I don't know, yeah, no, they they all of them leaned into that New York, like, uh, like, especially Titus Oliver, who plays Dante Marcus, who ends up being you know, this uh, corrupt cop. He was leaning in heavy on this like i'm a new york badass new like i'm from the bronx like do you know this actor i've seen him i've seen him in other things i just took down all the names of the actors what a name like, though titus welliver wow. yeah That's... but we, we've definitely seen him in other things i can look we've it up but have we? like a character actor but yeah, uh sure. chris chris to your point though there is so literally and i, I hate to, I mean, whatever we can get into it now obviously because like he's on the ledge within the first 10 minutes of the movie i, I did like that that they just jump right into it but i didn't mind it i was i was yeah. into it at first but that being said the movie ends if he just jumps because like she didn't have to go out and you know what i mean like he was threatening he's literally saying three two one and he was about to jump and she's like wait don't do it blah blah, blah. that's the movie like to your point you're saying that there's so many moments in this movie where it's like well if that didn't happen you know what i mean yeah and i know it's a movie but it's just it's so ridiculous my my first you needed that to happen my first point is like he gets on the ledge and then they do the flashback of how he escapes from prison and when he's driving away in that car like he misses the train by what like a couple inches how does he know did he time it so perfectly that he knew the train was coming and like how did he well, get Chris, out of the cemetery at exactly we're that talking moment. about like standard grade a boilerplate trope alert because <laughs> yeah. that's what it is like the getaway scene that it is ended by a, a train splitting up the chaser and the chase oh yeah how many major, times have we seen major. that yeah you know? no, that's yeah, yeah. but so that would piss like, me off because i'm like fuck off if that was yeah, part of your plan you're right it's lazy get it's lazy writing here. it's lazy acting yeah the whole thing is based around this uh plot twist uh, that we come upon later in the movie but I just want to start off like I didn't know what kind of movie this, this was going to be like based off of the score it's, it sounded like the the intro like beginning like main menu selection of like a, a hitman game or something you know and I was like what is this like going to be and then he like 
the camera pans up to apparently like Ross's apartment from friends. Like the building was so <laughs> nondescript from the outside. And then he goes in and it's like this Royal palace, not Royal palace, but it's like a nice hotel, you know? Um, and then we have like the whole man on the ledge who ends up like creating the bond with the person who's trying to talk him down. Right. And it's always like a back and forth and they like reveal things to each other, you know? So that was very like, like Chris said, like lazy and predictable. Um, but I I love, for some reason, I didn't hate this movie as much as I hate other, other movies we've watched. I, I agree with you. I did not hate this movie. It's just there were plot holes and there were moments that I, I really had to just remember like, OK, like they're trying to be like completely absurd with this. Like the heist to me was just everything it about no it sense. when, you know, like uh, like we're jumping. I'm going to jump now. But like when when she's hanging from the roof and she kind of like flips over i'm like this is just like you're it's like a silly heist like this should not happen how did you guys even break into this building like you guys don't seem smart enough to do this that's, that's i think the it's the way i was doing it it's kind of like that's the whole point of those kind of uh oceans 11 style like movies where they're trying to break into something like there's all sorts of gadgets and like weird like you know heat sensors where they have to keep freezing it and then oh the the drop like it, it melts after a while and it just misses the guy who walks by you know like we've seen it a million times but at the same time that's kind of the formula for that style of movie you know they have they get close and then there's setbacks and then maybe like a feather falls down and hits the tripwire i think it's like so, it, it tried to be like one of those heist movies but then also tried to be some kind of corrupt cop thriller but then was it also some kind of like psychological like in his head and in the woman's head like what they were thinking so i tried to be like too many things i i just love the title of the movie and how just literal it is within the you know? first 13 there's i, I looked it was thir- the 13th minute they said the barometer for like how bad a movie is going to be is like how early they say the name yeah whenever the title of the movie is in the movie you're like oh that's when you know there's a problem i hope we, these sharks don't fall into this tornado otherwise you guys are like, a, <laughs> know, like a shark needle <laughs> yeah i don't like that was that was kind of the, the movie title was a bit much for me but there was one thing i wanted to mention i know luke he'll, he'll have lots to say about this but during our time off, I watched this Netflix documentary about uh, women in film, you know, and uh, there's this test and I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it, but they reviewed a bunch of movies and they looked at like to pass this test. There had to be like more than one uh, character in the movie who's a woman. They had to talk to each other and then they had to talk about something that wasn't like another guy. And so I was thinking about that while watching this movie. And it's very like, you have Elizabeth Banks, who is this badass, but they keep calling her like sweetie and honey and she looks mm-hmm. good. And I was like, yeah, okay, 2012. And then yeah. the other female character, like at one point just strips down for some reason in her brawn panties. Completely, it's just like, like, what, it's just you, like, what is happening? Okay, so there are your tits was, and ass. Like that's- uh, Yet another absolutely. case of like a female uh, actress getting like pro- pro- progressively more nude throughout the movie. <laughs> I forget what other movie that happened with, but I I brought it up. Yeah, I remember and you saying this that. Is the second one now, so. But this one yeah, the, clearly does not pass that that test because they never actually speak to each other. So it only passes oh, one interesting. of the three. They never even talked to him. Maybe in the bar scene at one point, but yeah, it was very like it was a m- movie made by men for men. Like it was a woman who was mentally distraught and all the other cops were like ragging on her. It was just like, I don't yeah. know. I noticed that stuff a lot more than I used to watching movies. 
So I thought yeah, because we never really like naturally look at uh, the life through the lens of like women. So like, yeah, if, if we get these documentaries, it kind of opens your your perception. Got to make the effort, it. you know. But yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. I don't remember what the name of the documentary was, but yeah. So humble brag. All right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. <laughs> it, it was like a Sunday morning. I'm having coffee. Megan was working. Like, what's going on Netflix? documentaries and i'm like oh, i could learn a little bit more about that so it does sound interesting but cool. to get back on the the movie i though, think that would cut like, into my mma, <laughs> MMA to, get news back YouTube on, uh, to get back on topic not here, not uh, to like not to veer <laughs> off a very it's a very important topic but like i mean you know yeah no uh, strong it's strong how do, we, how do we feel about uh, how do we feel about elizabeth banks character what was her name her name is <laughs> lydia lydia mercer mercer lydia mercer, mercer. Yeah. yeah right, right, right. yeah she, uh, i wasn't expecting that actress in that role uh because i guess i just associated her with uh the comedic roles that she was in from yeah the Judd Apatow, me too. from the judd apatow <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so but she she did a good job um you know like i the writing was pretty horrible so <laughs> i think most of the actors did a decent job with, with what they were working with you know uh yeah. but i just found I don't know. There's so many things that you don't buy in this movie. And like when she's has the cigarettes, you know, she's like a full pack of cigarettes and she's like, you want one? He's like, no. And then like not even an hour. Well, I don't know how long, much time went by, but probably not more than a few hours. And she's like, I'm down to my last one. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you never see her smoking actually. That's a well, good she's not a, she says she's not a smoker. Like she just bought it to get his DNA, but you're right though. Like why? <laughs> oh, maybe they wanted to show that she did that on purpose. Uh, uh, now go. I feel like but an she's idiot. Super smart. Oh, uh, well. Next level writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Elizabeth Banks didn't bother me, I guess. But like, I like Luke said. Like, I guess I'm just so accustomed to her being in those like comedic roles. The other person too in the movie that uh, that I thought was just funny is Anthony Mackie. Like, I find he he must have made so many sneaky appearances in movies throughout the years before he became the Falcon in like Marvel, like before he really exploded basically. Cause I think that only, I think this movie came out maybe a couple of years before captain or captain America, whatever movie he was in there. So it's just, it's just interesting to me. He always has these like small minor roles and I don't know. I, li- yeah, I his, like him, but like, he's just always like in these roles early on his, at least. His character was maybe. kind of interesting because you find out at the end that he's one half of the corrupt cops. So, but the whole movie, it doesn't really seem like he's redeemable. Like he seems like that sneaky, like super good liar, and you never yeah. suspect it. But then, at the end, for some reason, he's just like, "Oh, actually, now I'm ready to save him." Whereas before, I was willing to let him go to jail for 25 years. Like that, that turn yeah. happens really quick and suddenly, and they don't give you any hint that it's coming. Not sure so, how Nick Cassidy fucking forgives his friend after that. I don't, I don't know, man. I would be pretty yeah. pissed if you guys. <laughs> He's like, yo, I just like couldn't go to jail. I just, it's not my thing. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a really good excuse, man. Nice. <laughs> I like how like at the beginning, I get another thing that they, like, I don't know, they didn't think about like logically. It was just like, he's like, oh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. And it's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a new jacket you got there. <laughs> like, I haven't seen this guy in a while. I don't know if it's a new jacket or not. <laughs> Uh, come on, guys. <laughs> the, yeah, the dialogue, the dialogue wasn't like super. But yeah, you I don't. To, yeah, you don't watch Man on the Ledge for the dialogue, though. Let's get, let's be real. You yeah. watch it for a man standing on a ledge for exactly. two two hours of the movie, and people just randomly like cheering and 
I got nothing better to do today. Like, do you think that like a crowd like that would gather and then like at one point there was like they were showing signs say fall into my arms from across the wave yeah <laughs> honestly i was like would that, that really happen like they had every type of like fandom in it yeah that yeah. stuff might have been crazy that stuff was a little crazy with like the posters and stuff but i don't know i kind of feel like people are morbid enough to be like like fucking jump idiot like do it you know what i mean yeah. uh, unfortunately Over- I, I really do think people are are that bad yeah yeah and the internet yeah and they're in new Probably. york you know new york sorry to alienate my new york listeners here you know but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no they take pride in that kind of only shit, your they're only real new yorkers <laughs> i'm from the bronx man from the bronx like... okay i <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the thing for me so uh, just to get into more of the plot here guys like so nick cassidy is on the he's on the rooftop and he's got this fucking ear piercing and he's guiding his is that his brother i think yeah it's his brother right uh, up on the rooftop i mean was that stuff believable to you that they would find this like bomb that they would, you know, be able to stealthily sneak into this building? Did that make any sense to you? No, because there's no history of them ever doing anything like that. They try and explain it by saying, oh, they've been planning it for a whole year, but you're still mm-hmm. just like two schmucks and you're breaking into probably one of the most you know, advanced security systems in the whole world. Uh, and how does no one hear them, see them? Like he's drilling into the wall. And no one hears that. I don't know. Man. They're pros. They're pros, yeah. man. Well, it like, seemed. Yeah, yeah, Luke. Well, that's just the thing. Like, that was another tropey thing that they did was like the couple who are like always bickering and stuff and, and yeah, flirting. The they talk uh, about yeah. sex and that's really edgy, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, we'll give it to her. She's hot. You know, it's Hollywood. They can find hot actresses. But uh, but yeah, that was very tropey and stuff. And and it was funny how it contrasted with like how they got down to work when it was time. We were just like turned the switch and they were like complete pros. So I don't know how uh, bank operators, you know, work mentally, uh, but it didn't seem realistic. Another trope before I forget, just to pile on, because I know Mike loves when Luke and I list out the tropes. Yes. Um, just make sure, Mike, you get the cutting, cutting the cutting the right, <laughs> cutting the right wire in a security system. Oh my god! Uh, that Classic. was just like cut the really red cut one. the really red one. <laughs> all red wires. What do you mean? It's like. Oh or there god. was another uh, pointing a gun at an elevator door as it's closing. Oh my God, Luke! I had that written down. I thought. Or um, what was the direction there? Okay, Elizabeth, you're gonna run to the elevator. It's gonna slow. It's gonna close really slowly, and you'll have maybe a second to shoot, but you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Or like when she, um, I thought of something and then I forgot, and I'm buying time to remember what it was. Oh yeah, when they're trying to escape, they get up through the vents, so the person crawling through the vents, and it's just big enough to fit a person. And then right as the security is walking in, she just closes the top of the event so that they, they yeah. don't notice like within the second like every single heist trope was in there yeah sure. it's like it's like luke, yeah. luke said early on with like the water dripping off the mm-hmm. off yeah. the camera right but uh, to your point about this like so when they break into the vaults uh not to go back again to this but like when they break into the vaults i thought it was hilarious because they before that there's a whole exposition where like they walk into the vaults right where they bring in the two security guards he's like yeah, it's got heat sensors. It's got this. It's got this. Uh, yeah, we got like a mega like uh, vaults thing here. And they're like, oh, wow, it's really impressive. No one's going to get in there. Cue like five minutes later, <laughs> they get in there. So where where are the security yeah, guards? Impregnable. Like, are, like this whole floor is just empty, but it's like yeah. this very, very important floor. And there's no like, cameras. 
Well, the only camera, they, cam- the only camera they had was the one that they slipped on that little photo of that. Dude, <laughs> I feel like security guards get the worst raps in movies. They're always just like, <laughs> where are they? Not on the ball. They're always lazy. You know, like a lot of them are fat. It's just like, oh, uh, yeah, it must suck having to like work against that reputation. But well, yeah. we we have to talk about what the dumbest decision in the entire movie is, and I think it might be one of the dumbest decisions I've seen a villain make in a movie. Take, but taking the diamond. <laughs> yeah. So he he goes in there. They don't find it. So he's like that reinforces the fact that where he hit it was a good hiding place. Looks at it, sees it, and then decides to put it in his pocket. That part made zero sense. I know. Literally, and, and right they, need, the they needed to get it out of the, the yeah, place. Exactly. But it's just like there's no logical reason for him to take it with him. They completely and, missed it. They didn't notice that hidden safe at all. Why yeah, would they? Know. It was in the wall. And and then he goes back to his office and obviously they're there with a gun pointing at him. I like, you know, hyper and that was a great disbelief. Twist. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, the hidden vault was a great twist. That was like uh, Saw getting up at the end of Saw. Spoiler alert. Whoa. Yeah, but then the movie ends. Two, if, he doesn't, eye, yeah. if he doesn't take it, the movie uh, Episode ends. 10. <laughs> but then they, they could have just like, what was the point of, they should have just found it then. You know what I mean? They shouldn't have even had that secret compartment. They should have just taken it, and then the movie could have just moved forward. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know that part. I, I said out loud. Caring. Megan actually watched this with me, and I said out loud like that was so dumb. Like. Yeah. I was just packing on some minutes. They're like, "Holy shit, we're on uh, an hour and thirty-five. We're gonna." Like, I feel bad because honestly, it didn't. The movie didn't bother me, but like, you know, just there's so there are so many moments like that where like even when they slip on that that photo onto the camera, you had to be so fucking lucky that the camera guy that the security yeah. guard was just watching tv at that moment like <laughs> that would be so funny oh what, if they made a movie here? like that where it's just like hey <laughs> he did something there yeah uh, can we get uh, get security right away <laughs> <Just> get caught <laughs> yeah i don't know and like i don't know does the does the fire extinguisher uh, extinguisher thing actually work uh, i don't I didn't bother looking any of these, these things up, but I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't do I a never knew that fire it, but... extinguishers make you frozen. I thought this was kind of like smoked out the fire. <laughs> I don't know. How, I honestly don't know how they work. You couldn't, <laughs> I get, couldn't tell you. We need yeah. to get I Alex think foam back comes on out. here, you know? Yeah, we need his expertise. Oh, yeah, Alex, go. come back. <laughs> come back yeah. to our movie review podcast. We need your expertise on uh, fire extinguishers. extinguishers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, and, then, and then look, obviously at the end, we... We're on top of the roof here. They both get they both get captured because, you know, Ed Harris's character has to get the diamond back, and and you know Titus Welver has to be uh, in a position of power for one second there. Uh, what did you make of the ending? Because you had to have you you must have known that he was gonna. I knew he was gonna jump on that fucking thing when they put out that giant inflatable thing. I was like, it's gonna happen eventually. Someone will land on that, whether it's a bad guy or a good guy. Like <laughs> someone will land on it. I actually forgot about that. So when I saw him jumping, I'm like, what the fuck? And then, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe we call that a smoking gun. No, is it a smoking gun? You know, they uh, say a red, like red a herring. Gun. A red no, herring. It's like they put it, if you see a gun in Act One, you know, it's going to go off before Act Three is done. In other no, words, it's not, it's not a red herring. It's not a MacGuffin. There's it's something no, else. There's something right? there. And I yeah. remember when you said MacGuffin, uh, I, I like noted it when you said it. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. I thought that was like um, when you take a thing, an extra shot in golf. And I was like, why? <laughs> a mulligan. Yeah. 
<laughs> we uh we should really learn this like movie lingo uh, on you know episode yeah. episode 41 i'm sure there is a name i'm sure there is a name for for what you're talking about. definitely but yeah what you guys know what i'm talking about what were you gonna say there luke uh when i saw them break in at the, at the when they blew the hatch open they broke in at the beginning when i saw the fan behind them i was like oh something's gonna happen like one of them's gonna get caught in the fan or something but i guess i'm just like having still some like uh, unresolved feelings from this the Jigsaw movie. You know, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Listen to that but, episode recently. So, you, but you know what though, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the number one fan of this podcast. It, it, <laughs> it, it everything did just seem everything just seemed like too perfect. And you know what, like you know, not every movie, as we've discovered throughout this entire podcast, like not every movie has to have you know gruesome and dark uh, undertones or whatever. So. This was just a, a heist gone perfectly, literally perfectly. Nothing could <laughs> have gone It was a very wrong. inoffensive movie, apart from like the uh, there's some sexism. I mean, it is 2012, so like it's not exactly the most woke movie sometimes, but it is like very inoffensive in terms of like I don't know. It's the, like they're very basic characters, yeah. and it's a pretty like plot driven movie. So it doesn't go it doesn't go deep on anything here. It's no. very surf, superficial and just. You're not going to get much out of this. Sandblasted characters, man. Sandblasted. So look, guys, we're still going to do the uh, your final review. So uh, I'll I'll give this off to Chris first here. Yes. Big comeback review. Man, yes, I love this. Thank you, man. No, like I said, this movie didn't make me feel anything except for just me being disappointed in some of the characters' uh, decisions. I'm not going to remember this. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm not going to tell anyone to watch it. It left no impact. It made me feel nothing. And um, it's just like, you know, I saw it on Netflix and it was uh, viewed by a lot of people. And I'm like, why not? But I, I don't know. It's it's not good. So, you know, it's, it's weird. It's just like it teaches you oh, as long as you're inherently good and you're innocent, like everything will just work out for you in the end. And there's a lot of times that it just it shouldn't have worked out for them and the villain should have gotten away with it. And uh, that's not what we should be teaching our children. You know, uh, there should be uh, more thought into the, the morality and the outcomes of these systems. And we need to investigate that further before we decide what movies we watch and what movies we show our children, because I'm a parent to be, and that's important to me now. So, wow. Having said all that, it's coming uh, heavy, heavy with the morals <laughs> this season. Uh, did, I, did, I, anyone, honestly, did anyone catch that? At home? A, a new, <laughs> a, I want to bring on a new segment, uh, Chris's morality corner. I'm going to call yes. it. And, uh, yes. I'm gonna touch we already had that anyway. <laughs> Let's just make it official now with some music. Yeah, some theme music uh, where we dive deep into different things. But I'm going to give this a 4% because um, oh, wow. it's like, there's what what is positive from this? Like, you could just say, oh, I wasn't, everything was fine, but was anything good? No. So, Luke, what'd you think, man? Um, I thought that man on a ledge was going to keep me, you know, on edge. But uh, there's something that I got to pledge. And it's that I got to wedge one more rhyme in there before I stop. But uh, I really, uh, <laughs> I really was, I wasn't underwhelmed because I wasn't expecting anything. I was kind of whelmed with this. Uh, and uh, I think that, you know, it had some decent actors in it. And the writing, yes, was like kind of basic. But, you know, I watched the whole thing and I wasn't like kind of like looking all over the place for things to do, which I usually do because I have ADD. Uh, but fidget spinners are awesome. 
this movie wasn't so great. So I'm going to give it uh, 18%. All right. Uh, yeah, I can't see myself going much higher than that either. And honestly, like, I guess the thing for me was it's just, I think Chris said it as well. Like, this is just a bland movie that I'm going to forget about and I'm not going to tell anyone to watch. So that's just <laughs> yeah. it. Like, it didn't exactly. do anything for me. It wasn't a terrible movie. I just wasn't, you know, it wasn't captivating in any way to me. After the first, like, 10 minutes, you're like, what the fuck? But, you know, a bunch of things for me that bothered me as well was like, fucking i don't know uh elizabeth banks wore a coat and a scarf literally the entire fucking movie like dude take <laughs> off your jacket you know there's like the chase scene where like his dad is helping him but you don't know it's his dad and then you only find out at the end and it's it's just you know there was one reporter in all of new york city apparently covering this whole thing <laughs> You know, Ed Harris gets caught at the end. He like jumps off the roof, catches Ed Harris, pulls out the diamond and says he's innocent. And all of a sudden he's innocent. And Ed Harris is being taken away in cuffs. Yeah, that happened really fast. Way too quickly. Like the cops, the cops on the ground could not have been like, holy shit, that's the diamond. He lied about this thing that happened like two years ago. Anyways, the pacing of the movie uh, is ridiculous. (laughs) It is. It really is. So with all that being said, I would, I'm going to give it a 10%. Uh, yeah, unmemorable. So watch it if well, you dare. The uh, the, the ridiculous counter for season three is at four. I think Mike said it twice, and then Luke oh, yeah. said it once. So we'll, we'll keep the counter at four oh, for now. You know, I, if it gets I, to twenty, I know then when we I say the whole thing. <laughs> I know when I say it. <laughs> All right, guys. Do we have uh, what's our next movie? Does anyone? I think uh, we have the I'm... rotten wheel up and running. Uh, we have a wheel. Uh, yeah, and I changed there. it to um, dust yeah, off the we, cobwebs. I changed it to night mode, so instead it's the it's a black background. Hey, Mike, do you have the? And I'm all for that. Do you have so, the audience score on this t- one? Quick. The audience score was like it was 52 percent with 25,000 wow. rating. 25,000 plus. Shit. Yeah. Wow. That's all right, so I I win then. All right, what do you guys think it is? Hit us, man. RoboCop twenty four. Yes. Oh, nice. 48%. All right, guys, nice. we'll be back with RoboCop 